Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to another amazing episode of The Driven Entrepreneur. I'm Matt Browning. If you haven't met me before, hey, welcome. Glad to be in your life. Glad to be uh, in wherever you're at, you know, in the car, you're working on the gym, doing something. Uh, I have an episode for you this week. Let's jump right into it and learn what we can learn. This is about creative entrepreneurs, artistic entrepreneurs, and, and really someone who's bridging a gap, which I love, between faith and culture. Um, doing a phenomenal job doing this. I, I, I met uh, my guest this week, James Green, uh, the founder of Of Destined Stars. It's a production company. They do film, they do photography, um, stories, so many great things. And they do audio recording. They work with recording artists. Uh, James, I met him through someone who's really become near and dear to me, Joshua Luke Smith, who is a, is a TED speaker, uh, a poet, a hip hop artist, and a spoken word artist. And he has been on a tear uh, Joshua has, you know, um, recording, uh, doing live 3000 person sold out events with Bethel music, going across doing ministry events. And then of course he's been doing a ton of, uh, videos, uh, music videos, uh, dropping EPs and a lot of the creative production behind him and so many others is my guest this week, James Green. He's worked with people like royalty in England. He's coming all the way from across the pond, uh, with like, he's worked with Prince Harry fashion brands like Beulah in London, who clothes Princess Kate. Uh, he's worked with Bishop Tony Palmer, who is the one behind one of the bishops working with Pope Francis. I'm bridging the gap between church and culture, hip-hop artist Odyssey, and so many others. The founder of Dustin Stars Filmmaker. Uh, they're uh, a, a group of filmmakers, musicians, and communicators seeking to create film, music, and art that builds and bridges gaps between the sacred and the secular creating essentially a modern day parables and modern day storytelling for some of these ancient truths. Um, I think it is one of the coolest things going on in medium business. So without any further ado, Mr. James Green, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Hey, thanks. Yeah, I'm really good. Really? I, I've, I've enjoyed our, our conversation so far off air, but now I want to get back on air. Um, so yeah. let me ask you first off, you know, are you, when you start something like this, is this, the, the, the business, the media side of it, is this an extension and an excuse for you to be creative? Have you always been a creative type person? Or are you one of those people that's like more like me, I guess, where I'm creative, but I'm going to bring in the creatives because mm -hmm. I'm going to create more of like the business vision of it. Great question. How would, how would you like identify yourself? <laughs> if I, you think were I, would, to? I would definitely identify myself as a creative. Um, so in one respect, this is been an excuse for me to indulge in my creativity um but certainly i mean the collaborative element is a huge part of what we do of, of dust and stars in gathering um like-minded artists and communicators to collaborate on projects that really align themselves with what we're about but um certainly i am definitely a creative and i mean as far back as i can remember i was you know i was creating i was drawing constantly as a child and then creating music growing up myself. Um, I used to make uh, hip hop music myself, just like Josh, <clears throat> up until really until my mid to late 20s. And then I moved more into film. And um, that 
then really had become my passion. And then just meeting some amazing people on that journey. I really love the collaborative element. And you know what? When you work together and you draw people together, you create something so much better than you can by yourself. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. So when you, as you mentioned, you've been doing that early on. What was the very first, do you remember like your first creative, I don't know, venture or like, what was it? Were you just, were you just drawing pictures or did you get into a particular kind of art early on? What, what was, was the inspiration was kind of, as a kid? Yeah, sure. As a kid, I was kind of into illustration. That was my thing. Um, I always thought I'd be an illustrator. Um, and then what kind of illustration? Like, just kind of fine art illustration. So a lot of, a lot of pencil work. Uh, a lot of uh, pen drawing, uh, et cetera. And um, it's quite lean towards graphic design, um, but I also had a real passion for music. And so um, really the music took a greater precedence for me um, over the years. And I used to create a lot of hip hop music myself. Um, and so really that became my main kind of discipline until until my mid twenties when I started to explore photography. In fact, my wife got bought a camera for her birthday and I effectively stole it from her. Um, and I uh, just loved it, fell in love with the art form and the ability to tell stories through, um, through film and uh, kind of developed really from there. But yeah, illustration was really where I started and then it kind of, it naturally evolved. I think for me, I'm always, always wanting to, um, go further, push further, grow and develop and become, become more in, in what I do and what I can offer, you know. How did you get connected? So you're, you're doing art and moving into film, but somewhere in the middle of your journey was also a, a lot of still photography. And mm-hmm. there's many different facets to still photography. Um, yeah. What, first off, I guess, what type of photography did you get into? And what led to, I mean, connections like, you know, doing events with with Prince Harry and and some of these huge, huge exposures you've had? Because I, sure. I think a, a lot of, a lot of people today in, I'll say in the, in the entrepreneurial world, right? You know, where, whether we're an artist or a, whoever we are, but we want to get ourselves out there. I think there's a lot of people who want to like skip the line. And yeah. I know you have a story, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, about paying the dues and about doing work and, and what you do is such great work. That's one of the reasons why, you know, over in America, I'm sure you're relatively unknown, at least in, in our circles, um, becoming more known. But I wanted to have you on because mm. I look at what you produce. The, the music videos I've seen, the short, the short stories you've put on, the photography, uh, mm-hmm. what you're doing with Josh. It's like, it's just incredible work. And I can mm-hmm. see that you have, it's like top quality. And could yeah. you speak to, I guess, how did you get discovered or found? Was it luck? Did you hustle and work your butt off and every connection you could to finally get in and do some work with royalty? How in the world do you yeah. find yourself um, doing photography work with royalty? You know, all of the above. i think um i've always had a pretty uh uh consistent work ethic in as much as um certainly with my creativity i'm very passionate and i'm very focused so you know i love i love to create and so um you know my whole life i've effectively just thrown myself wholeheartedly into what i create you know growing up my parents often said that i was just in my own little world and you know i probably still am to some degree you know so I've always got my head in a project, so I've got my head in something that I love. Um, and so really the, the photography thing um, started, like I said, mid-20s. Um, and I just f- photographed a friend's wedding as a favor, actually. Um, and then off the back of that, I started to get booked for weddings. 
um i never planned to be a wedding photographer but then got got a fair amount of work out of it from from that point on and then i just decided that this was a this was a good business so um i started to invest in it a bit um learned how to develop my own website how to optimize that website for local search and then um just got lucky one day when um the area in which i live <clears throat> in the west southwest of england is a beautiful beautiful place and a lot of people um wealthy people um who are maybe west london based they have homes and they grew up as children in this area and so um you know you've got like marlborough college where where all the royalty go and other people you know particularly wealthy people will go um in it for their education and then they come back here you know for the holidays or to visit family etc etc and so they come back often to have weddings in this area i think because uh, because they have a certain level of attachment to it and so i um one year i uh got an a request for a wedding from someone called uh amy and um met her she was lovely um was um connected to royalty but i didn't know at the time she herself was a photographer she had an agency in london and um she said i loved your photography um would you know will you photograph my wedding I said, yes of course photographed her wedding went amazingly well you know pulled out all the stops worked really 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 hard to get something which was really special for them um delivered the goods and she was blown away she then asked me to be uh her one of her main photographers for higher end weddings for her agency in london so then that's where i started to meet some of these people um and so harry was at a couple of the weddings photographed him and um you know other people who are famous just walking past all the time photographing them and connecting with those guys um and yeah, so doors have just kind of opened really off of the back of that. I would say a lot of work has gone into optimization, like um, just on a really practical level, optimizing a website to be seen um, and putting regular content out there. I think, it, you know, you can easily underestimate how much content you need to put out, but actually really to get found, you have to really be putting regular content out. You have to put in the work to, to be seen. Um, and that paid off eventually it paid off and then i got into the right circles you see and once i'm in these circles and i'm photographing this person's wedding and then this person's event and then this person's business and then you know and then we're do, doing stuff like fashion houses in london you know um then before you know it you're just you're you're like before you know it you kind of in there and you're doing it you know it kind of in one sense it happened to me but on another sense i worked hard to put what i have out there if that makes sense. Yeah, I can completely yeah. see that. So I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't plan the route. I didn't say, right, I'm going to try and photograph royalty. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I just was like, you know, I want to do my best work. I want to create be- I want to create something beautiful and I want to keep doing that. And so I did that and I hustled it and uh, that's where I ended up. I, I, love, I love your answer that it key, it, you, you go back and forth on both sides of the equation so much mm. that, you know, you can't, the moment you tell me that you fall in love with with the beauty and the work and doing great work, then mm. you come back and say, well, yeah, but I also had to hustle it and get it out there and be proud of it. Yeah. But then the moment you say, well, it's not all hard work. Also, it's just, you know, doing, uh, putting your best foot forward constantly. What would yeah. you say to someone who is, who's wanting that? It's not an end game. That's the wrong phrase, but wanting me, you know, maybe where you've gotten yourself to, they, they want to be that person. Um, but they're getting discouraged because yeah. they've been at it for three months, 
six months, <laughs> two years, you know, but, but when you start yeah. it and you're seeing no results yeah. on the surface, yeah. right? Like yeah. that plant, like that seed that's germinating and growing underground, yeah. you look at your yeah. soil and you go, there's nothing. And mm. I've been at this three months can feel like an eternity, mm. especially yeah. a year can yeah. feel like, what am I doing so much? Yeah. More. What would you tell them to, to not be discouraged or yeah. would, do you have maybe advice on how to discern and determine if you yeah. are on the right path? Yeah. You know? It's a great question. And I would firstly say that I was that person. Um, and I think to some degree, I still am that person as, as creative people. We often doubt ourselves and doubt our ability. And, you know, we can often compare ourselves to other people. You know, we look at people who, who we aspire to be like, and we feel like sometimes that is unreachable. <clears throat> The reality is <clears throat> they've just had longer in the game. They've been doing it for longer and therefore, you know, they've, they've, they've worked hard for that success. I would say that it doesn't come easy and it doesn't really come quick. Not really, not, not really. If it does for some people, then great. But I think the way that I see it is actually, it's just about putting the work in. And, you know, I refer often to um, uh, Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, yes. um, which you know, it's basically about, do not just keep doing good work, keep doing good work, keep doing good work. And before you know it, you reach a tipping point where you keep, it's like this, this barrel that's being filled drip by drip by drip by drip by drip. And for, for so long, sometimes it can feel like no one's even looking, nothing's happening. You're not getting the results you want. You're not making the money that you need to make, or, you know, you're not making the connections that you want to make. But as you just keep doing that good work and be consistent in doing that good work and, and sharing it with the world, eventually you do hit a tipping point. And it just all happens. Like, you know, for me, the, in, in the stills photography world, that one wedding there was the tipping point. But, but what got me to that tipping point was search engine optimization, mm. doing lots of shoots beforehand, perfecting my, my grading technique, my photography skills. Yeah, like that wasn't your first wedding, was it? No, no. no <laughs> this, was like my, this was like my 200th or something, you know? And see, so there's something to that. And you didn't even want to be a wedding photographer, but it took two plus weddings, right? <laughs> yeah, I've shot a lot of weddings in my time, you know, and I still do shoot a lot of weddings and actually they're great. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, you've just, you've just got to put the work in. There's, there's no, there's no short, short way around it. And actually learning to enjoy the process because if, if we can't enjoy the process, we just don't enjoy life. All of life is a process, right? I mean, we need to we need to be in the moment, enjoying the moment. So, I mean, I'm enjoying the fact that I am where I am now, but I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be working on larger productions. I'm going to be working on hopefully feature film length productions, you know. And so uh, for me currently, that might feel like it's like it's out of reach, my capabilities or my team, or my network. But that's all good. That's something to move towards. That's my next tipping point. So I'm just keeping doing what I'm doing now. Well, again, and, and so, you know, so was, it, I mean, if I'm you, I'm going back every time I feel like something's out of reach, I'm going to go back and say, mm -hmm. yeah, so was photographing Prince Harry. So was royalty yeah. at a wedding that was out of yeah. reach. There's no way I could have arranged yeah. that, but you're yeah. on, on path. Talk to me about, um, just kind of to switch gears a little bit about the mm -hmm. process of even coming up with, I, I have an idea in my world. There's a lot of people who say, I want to write a book. I wish I could write a book. You know, you wrote yeah. a book and I'm like, yeah, I've done books in mm -hmm. your world. Maybe it's, it's film, it's documentary, it's a short story, sure. uh, or it's an EP, you know, that, uh, someone's dropping mm -hmm. with the world changing so much. Two things that I'm curious about is one is talk to me about the creative process of 
coming up with a concept and saying, yeah, that's worth doing hmm. um, from a creative standpoint, but then also from a business standpoint, I'm very curious on, you know, how do you, because it certainly costs, you know, money to produce something like yep. this and blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. How do you discern? How do you figure out if this is something worth doing? Again, creative wise. Right. And then I'd love to hear maybe that first. And then I'd love to hear the business side of mm. a film at this point. Mm. I think it's really important to think about what your long-term goal is in one sense, because when you know where you're going, everything else is informed by that, right? You can, it's okay to do free jobs if it's for a greater purpose, if it's to build a portfolio or it's going to help you connect with someone else here or, you know, so you really have to understand what, what is it that you're going for? What you, what you after? Um, and so for me, I make these decisions on a really simple level. You know, I, of dust and stars exists to bridge the gap between the sacred and the secular. Now, of course, that's going to cost money at certain points, but there are, fun, you know, there are funding pots I've accessed funding over my time, um, through, through different funding pots, um, to create films. Um, I've also worked with artists like Joshua Luke Smith, for example, we've worked with him for maybe coming on, I'm going to say like eight years we've been creating together. Oh, I didn't and know it was only, that long, how far you back only, you guys go. Only in the last two has there been budget. So up until that point, my the budgets that we were shooting on uh, were being funded by my commercial work as a photographer and filmmaker. So, so I was investing. This is really... Investing my yeah, go ahead. Mm. Yeah, so right. I was investing my own resource and Josh was investing his own resource to create this media. With, so this is really we, just a full-on passion project from you. Oh yeah, in the beginning. I mean, it, it was. It was. It was. We always said, we know where we're going. You know, of dust and stars, and often no more. Know the direction in which we're heading, and it's not to stay broke our whole life. <laughs> Amen. To, to be able to get to a point, and you know, in this this work for Josh. You know, when I first met Josh, I was like, Josh, your music's amazing, but your visuals suck, and we need to do something about that. We need to meet meet your visuals on the same level as your as your music your music just is touching people's hearts man we need to create the visuals that 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 are working together with that and so that was that was our heart and we we wanted to do that and we were pressing towards getting getting a record deal or a distribution deal we wanted to get i wanted to get josh as much exposure as possible through through this through this media so that he could land himself into a deal of some description and so although obviously that is not exclusively what played played the part in him landing his distribution deal for, for me that's definitely what i contributed to 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 his journey well um, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pat you both on the back for a second too, guys <laughs> if you're listening to this um check out um i mean you're gonna check out uh, of dust and and you'll see what james is up to but check out joshua luke smith.com mm -hmm. um to see because this i mean this is really are, are you behind a lot of the visual because this is visually stunning yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I was, well, I'm behind a lot of the the music videos, and also Dom Doring also what works a lot on uh, certainly more of his performancey type videos. So I've done um, Undone, which is his last one with uh, mm -hmm. the dancer and the wolf and the snake. Oh, that's um, so good, guys! Yeah, go 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 watch this. So go to yeah, check it out, JoshuaLukeSmith.com, and you just got this, you know, like these epic pictures, and I work with words overlaid over this photo. And as you go through, as, as I look at this, I mean, I mean, my first reaction is, wow, like this, I mean, obviously this is the real deal, 
yeah. then he's got the new EP becoming human. Yeah. Got the revolution within EP. It's like showing all this stuff. And then the Ted yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the music videos, man, I have spent way too long on Instagram stalking you guys mm. and, <laughs> and watching those. And it just, it captivated me, you know, when, yeah. when, what's the video is that the video you're talking about when he's uh he's basically it's a song or a poem about partying with porn for men yeah, and he's yeah, dancing sure. with a woman and, and you're too negative for me and you're bringing me down and like i mean it was just moving and so magic. that was um yeah that was shot by dom doring who's um who who, sh- who we shoot a lot together with um mm-hmm. and he's yeah he's amazing you need to check him out too dominic doring dominic yeah. doring shout out to dominic doring you yeah, heard it here big up, big up dom brother dom (laughs) yeah but no it's great and i think you know this this is the advantage of having a collective of people you know um often no more as a collective and of dust and stars as a as a film collective just getting people together to collaborate to create our best work you know i i can't create spoken word josh kills spoken word you know but i can make a beautiful cinematic film you know but i need i need i need that spoken word element that captivates hearts i need the music so i've got musicians you know, we've got musicians that are incredible, you know, people that write music, you know, music people who do soundscapes, you know, it's all of those elements that come together to create something really beautiful. So, yeah, but I mean, jo- I mean, Josh has got an amazing, amazing team as well under him, uh, often no more. You've got people like Toby Mitchell who also do a lot of um, stills photography um, for often no more. I also do bits and pieces of stills for them, but predominantly my job is as a director to help direct the music videos and, can I get them really engaging? Absolutely genius. So let, let's talk real quick and we're kind of, we're already, believe it or not, coming to our time. I know, I know you have a busy, busy schedule. Um, let's talk about the, kind of the, that business side of it. So you said the funding sure. was really, this is a passion project. This yep. is something you guys both, I mean, independently, right? I'm not, yeah. I don't want to lump you together constantly, but you probably sure. will be brothers forever. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> um, you know, like something you fund you said you know what i need to create yeah. this this is an important uh a ministry or uh mm-hmm. whatever however you want to word it but this is something you want to do yeah when yeah. you if you're looking at a project today and you said okay we want to i don't know mm-hmm. let's say you're i introduce you to someone new and he goes yeah man i really want to create this film i want to do this what would you look at as okay how do we do this from the business perspective are we trying to sell distribution? Sure. Are we trying to get it sold to Netflix? Are we mm-hmm. wanting a network mm-hmm. thing? Are we doing a, yeah. like what in the world and how do you gauge a budget and whether it's worth it to produce a project just on the business side, let alone sure. it's got to be worth it from a spiritual side, from an emotional side, yeah. um, but just the business side. You talk about yeah, that a little bit. I'm, I mean, it's typically I work with artists who have some level of budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a minimum budget you know, I, I need to be able to feed my family at the end of the day. <laughs> so um, I look to a minimum budget and as long as they can meet that minimum budget, then then we're in and we're on and we can move forward. Um, and also look at other ways that we can resource it. So music videos can be extremely expensive. You know, for, for Undone, that was our most expensive music video. We brought in a lot of different elements. We brought in uh, wolves, snakes, dangerous animal handlers. We hired a, a derelict building for two days. Um, we had um, uh, really, uh, yeah, had to hire a Mustang, which we smoked out. You know, it was it was crazy on the production level. There was a lot. We hired a dancer to come down from the north of England to come down. We paid him for the day, put him up in a hotel. So there was a lot. There was a lot of expenses that went on, but it could have been a lot more expensive. 
and the way that we the way that I typically will work with people is as long as you can meet this minimum requirement, which is basically covering my costs, everything else can be done in as much as I work with an artist to bring in their own resources often. So for example, Josh has got often no more, he's got a whole bunch of people around him that can come and help on a shoot. There's a lot of talent surrounding Josh also that we can bring in on a day to 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 do that. We can pull in favors. And this is about networking and it's about connecting with people and building your network wide and having friendships and really investing into people. And then you can call that back. You know, so for Undone, we brought in so many people, you know, all the crew. There was only there was two two people who got paid from the Undone project. The rest went into the production. So Wow, so a lot of your budget went into saying, "Hey, we want to get you know this, this animal in the in the video. We want it. We need we, to get this car yeah. in there, so you can we afford to, to make put the money it, there." Really this in that, I mean, in this instance, it's slightly different because we were like, you know, we wanted to really invest in this um, next project to make it a real showstopper. But even even on any project that we approach, there is the minimum budget that we need to need to reach because it's just not feasible otherwise to to, to shoot something. Um, but then on top of that, it's all about resourcing. Who do you know? Who does the artist know? Who can they get in? So I'm shooting a project this Saturday in London and we've got a crew of 40 people and we've got a cast of about 26 people. And that is all um, just networking, bringing people together. People are in it for the experience. So no one's being paid for that. You know, that's like, so the art, it makes it accessible to the artists as well. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm in. Work man. with artists with lower budgets, mm-hmm. but still have a budget, but they can't afford something which is like a 8,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 pound music video, but they can afford a couple of thousand, you know? And so then you can, then you can work with that. You can do something at that level. What's the end game for something like this? Like I'm sure um, short films versus music videos versus mm-hmm. a feature length, obviously you're going to have different end games, but real quick, kind of what, what's an end game? Like, okay, we're going to drop 2000, 10,000, whatever it is. And we're going to do this video and we're going to try to do this nice. How do you recoup that? Is it about, cause it's not about selling albums necessarily anymore. Is it about getting streams on Spotify? Is it about brand awareness or are you hoping to, yeah. uh, to sell something directly from there? How does Honestly, kind of I would say it's probably the back mostly, it's mostly about brand awareness. Um, creating beautiful visuals. You want people to watch it. You want people to be engaged in it and then you want people to share it. And so, when you do that, people get known, it goes wider, it goes further, and inevitably off the back of that, more income comes. You know, there are other things that you can look at, like monetizing your YouTube channel, you know, and getting people coming through there and then get, you know, building up money through that, through the advertising, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Spotify is a great, you know, working with the platforms to get your name out. It's really brand awareness. But you're not really getting rich off of the the, oh, no. the no, royalties from streams or from no, iTunes no. music and things it's an like illusion that. To think, it's an illusion to think that you, you're going to get rich off of doing this. It's not. It's something you do, something that I do for, for passion right now. But do you know what? It, it's paying me infinitely more than I was being paid six years ago. You know, so it does make money. And you can make money. And the, the long again, it's the same principle as it is with my photography. Each time, each season, you hit a tipping point. You need to invest, 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 and then you hit a tipping point, and then you get, then you start to get bigger budgets. You know, we had someone come up the other day and approach me and Dom for a ten thousand pound music video budget. You know, so then we get, then you, then we're hoping for for more and more of those kind of clients to come on through as we keep making that great work and putting it out there. 
It's That's about, brilliant. So then even some of this stuff you're doing too is going to help to to reflect back on the artist, reflect back on you yeah. as the director and say, Everyone hey, we've wants. done this and the better it gets, the yeah. more opportunity people have. So it's a lot like books nowadays too, where you're not going to mm-hmm. get your money. You're not trying to get rich making a dollar nineteen off of a, a book on Amazon. Right. Um, but having it is going to get you maybe a corporate speaking opportunity or something like exactly. that. So just to kind of bridge gaps. Um, yeah, exactly. James, Man, this has been amazing. I wish we could go on forever. Uh, you're so inspirational. Um, <laughs> really, really <laughs> cool stuff, man. So if you haven't already, uh, make sure, again, you check out ofdustandstars.com and then check out uh, on Instagram, James is uh, at ofdustandstars. Really, really, I mean, just an epic Instagram, honestly. Like, I'm looking at your feed and just, I, I love it. I fell in love with it. It's it's cool. It's inspirational. It's the kind of thing I want to get not, not everyone's Instagram is worth following. Yours is. Uh, it's very, very cool. And I'm just going to put a shout out to Joshua Luke Smith again anyway, because he's a mate. So go check out uh, his stuff. And you can see a lot of James Green's work within that as well. Um, tell me, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind going a minute over or so with you. Um, sure. Tell me about your, your current project coming up, what you're mm. excited about, and, uh, and what we should be looking out for you in the future. Yeah. So just quickly, um, I am in a process of creating a project co-written also with joshua luke smith um called the magnetic north and really i wanted to create um a piece of content that would help people connect with what it looks like to be called and drawn by god so it's built around this idea of the scripture where it says um, jesus draws all men to himself and so that's where the concept of the magnetic north comes from jesus being the magnetic north that draws people onto himself and so we wanted to create stories of real people and real lives and how what it might look like for them to be drawn by God. So we've got someone who's kind of been a, a the young couple. We've got a young child dealing with tensions and broken relationship. Then you've got someone who's just lost um, his wife, who's going out into the wilderness to really battle with grief. Then um, we've got someone who's dealing with loneliness. So there are these other things, and then showing people how they encounter God through their journey and through their story. And really, it's the heart of that is just to help people really see um what it can look like for god to really break into someone's life um nowadays and th- and this is looking at uh this is going to be a short film yep short film it's going to be about How 15 long is a short form oh, 15 20 minutes going to launch in uh the summer this summer very cool so if you check out again go to updustinstars.com uh and then you can click on in the little menu up top magnetic north you can see that again there's some beautiful imagery there's a teaser, a little trailer in there. And if you, just if you look through in the imagery, you'll see a, a four by four grid of photos uh, from the film. And it's just, you can just tell the, I don't know. I don't know how to do this, James, but I know when I see excellent, excellent uh, film and, and photos, and you've certainly found a way to accomplish that, my friend. You are top notch. If we're talking shelves, you are top. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on, my friend. Um, if you had any final piece of advice to someone who's wanting to uh, get out there and again, play the long game uh, yeah. and start and, and, you know, get their creative business, creative stuff going, moving forward and encouragement, what mm-hmm. would you say? I would say don't give up hope. Remember the tipping point, invest, 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 and eventually it'll pay back. It certainly will. Thanks for coming on, James. Thanks, man. All right, guys, remember, follow James Green at Instagram of Dustin Stars and go to his website, ofdustinstars.com. Check this out, man. I'm really excited about the Magnetic North. That's going to be a cool short film. Cannot wait to watch that. 
Um, and I'm sure there's also ways if you go on here, uh, you can find ways to, to support what they're doing. Um, it's certainly more than just a business. It's a ministry. And if you, if you believe in that of connecting the sacred, uh, to, uh, the secular and finding ways to really bridge cultural gaps, that's what they're doing through art, through film, through photography, through music. It's beautiful stuff. It's really cool. So make sure you follow them. And if you haven't done already, make sure you subscribe. Rate and review on iTunes, especially, man. Those ratings go a long way. The reviews go a long way. Heck, I don't even care how many stars you give it. Just go over there and say something because it really, really helps more people to find us. So thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me into your life. I will be back next week with another awesome guest. Get out there and crush it.